Welcome to Jury Duty, I'm your host, Chris Terracone. Season 8 of Jury Duty explores the trial of Alex Murdoch, a member of one of the most powerful families in South Carolina, who is accused of murdering his son Paul and his wife Maggie, with the purpose of covering up a multitude of alleged crimes including fraud and homicide. In our last episode, we began our look at day 14 of the trial with our review of the testimonies of SLED agents Brian Kelly and Rachel Wynn. In this installment, we continue our review of Rachel Wynn's testimony. That's all coming up right after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is the morning of February 13th, 2023, day 14 of the trial of Alex Murdoch. As we concluded our last episode, Agent Rachel Wynn, a forensic serology expert for the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, told the jury that she tested one of the Murdoch's firearms, a Mossberg shotgun, for blood and that the test came back negative. As we begin this installment, Prosecutor Savannah Gowd moves on to ask Agent Wynn about her analysis of the other firearms she tested. All right, let's move on to the other shotguns. Um, we have a Browning shotgun, a Benelli Black Eagle II 12-gauge shotgun, and um, the rifle, in addition to the guns we've already talked about. Can you kind of sum up um, how you analyze those three different guns? So those three different guns that you just mentioned were items 31, 32, and 33. They were done in the same manner as item 30, as I just mentioned. So they were within the custody of the latent print examiner. I went down to visualize it for any possible staining. The results for these three guns, however, was no apparent blood stains present. And did you do anything else to check for blood at that point? I did nothing further with these items. I'm going to show you state's exhibit 83. Prosecutor Gowd hands the witness a small evidence bag. Ms. Wen opens it with a pair of scissors and handles the contents with gloves. If you could take a look and tell us uh, what items are contained in Exhibit 83. They are all swabs that were taken from the Chevy Suburban. And can you tell us um, what kind of testing was done on those swabs? So it appears that these swabs were collected because they were Blue Star positive, which to my understanding is a presumptive test used by the crime scene unit to indicate areas of possible blood staining. Um, since they were already presumptively tested, I used a confirmatory test to test these swabs for the presence of blood. So sled items 51 through 55 and 57 through 60 we're all negative with that testing, which means um, there is no human blood identified. Item 56, which was swabs collected from steering wheel, had a positive result, which means blood was identified on this item. And what kind of testing did you do to confirm that blood? I used a confirmatory test called hematrace. And how does hematrace work? 
So hematrace is a card test. Um, it's similar to a pregnancy test or, or more relevant, a COVID test. Um, you take a sample from the item of evidence, place it in a solution, and it should sit there um, for a while. And then once it has mixed in with the solution, the solution will then be placed on this card test, and then a result will be revealed. Um, results are read um, after 10 minutes. And what are the potential results from that test? Uh, there's a positive result or a negative result. And in this case, what was the result on the steering wheel swab? On the steering wheel swab, it was positive, which is a result of um, blood identified. And um, then what did you do with that swab once you completed your test? So item 56 was then prepared for DNA analysis and forwarded to the DNA section for further analysis. Okay. I'm going to next show you items, or state's exhibit, excuse me, 251 and 252 as remarked for identification only. Savannah Goud hands Miss Wynn two more small plastic bags. Can you tell us what are those items? Um, so state's exhibit 251 corresponds to the left fingernail clippings and right fingernail clippings of Margaret Murdaugh. State's exhibit 252 corresponds to the left fingernail clippings and right fingernail clippings of Paul Murdaugh. So on stakes 251, the fingernail clippings from Margaret Murdaugh, what, if anything, did you do to those items? Um, so states exhibit 251, um, what's received is clipping from her fingernails. So I will take a portion of the clippings that have been submitted, place it within a tube, and forward it to the DNA sec for further analysis. Okay, and when you say a portion of the clippings, does that mean you clip some more and send to DNA, or what does that mean? So the literal fingernail clippings are what's being submitted within the envelope. So say there's five clippings. I will forward approximately two to three of what's been submitted, place it within the tube, and that's what will be forwarded for analysis. And did you do the same process with um, State's Exhibit 252, the fingernail clippings from Paul Murdoch? Yes, State's Exhibit 252 will receive the same preparation for DNA analysis. All right. Agent Wynn, next if you could tell us a little about State's Exhibit 418, which was um, Alec Murdahl's shirt. Um, could you describe how um, you first processed the shirt when it was initially received by the lab? So the white shirt from Richard Murdaugh was submitted with a blood request um, on June 9th of 2021. I processed this item for the possible presence of blood. So that entails I first visually examined the shirt for any areas that are consistent with the staining of blood. Then I tested these items that I have indicated um, for the, with our phenolphthalein uh, presumptive test for blood. Two stains were indicated or were tested. Um, both stains were positive for the possible presence of blood. One stain located at the exterior front bottom edge of white shirt was forwarded to the DNA section for further analysis. Uh, um, afterward, okay. And I'm going to hand you um, states 460. Prosecutor Goud approaches Ms. Wen again and hands her a bag. Now you just said that that stain was processed and sent to DNA. Um, how did you process that? Did you send so, the whole shirt or how did that work? So the stain that I had located, I cut that stain from the shirt. I then prepared it for DNA analysis, which means I cut a small portion of that stain, placed it within the tube, labeled that tube, and forwarded the cutting as well as the portion that I have prepared um, to the DNA section for further analysis. 
And that cutting is contained in states um, 460, is that correct? That cutting is contained in states 460. And what date did you perform that initial analysis? On June 9th of 2021. And I think you mentioned there was another stain also located on the shirt at that time? Yes, two stains were presumptively tested. Was that second stain cut on June the 8th? Uh, it was not. It remained in the shirt and was identified with the presumptive test result. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Prosecutor Goud continues her direct examination of Agent Wynn by following up on her questions about the witness's forensic serology analysis of Alex Murdoch's white shirt. Now, due to ongoing investigation, um, did you come back and examine that shirt again? Yes. So afterwards, a request was relayed to me to go back to the shirt and retrieve that same and hoard it for DNA analysis. Did you do any other testing the second time around? So when I went to remove that second stain, I met with members of the crime scene unit, Lieutenant Wallace, as well as Special Agent Worley, and they processed the shirt with their LCV testing, which to my understanding is their presumptive test for blood. And um, what was discovered during the LCV test? So after removing the second stain from the June 9th date that I processed it, 10 additional stains were identified from the LCV processing, which were cut from the shirt, and prepared for DNA analysis and forwarded for further testing. Savannah Goud hands another plastic evidence bag to Ms. Wen. From the bag, the witness retrieves a number of small exhibits. And I will show you states 461. And there are quite a few cuttings here. In case you couldn't make out Prosecutor Goud's question over the audio interference, she asked, quote, Are those the original cuttings from the shirt? And there are quite a few cuttings here, end quote. Mm-hmm. Yes, so all the cuttings from the shirt are here. Now, as far as you're concerned, did you process the shirt any further? No, besides preparing these additional stands that were identified, um, nothing further was done. Um, I cut a small portion from each of the stands that was indicated as being positive and forwarded it to the DNA section for further analysis. All right, in case exhibit 418 is the defendant's shorts. How were those um, shorts processed in comparison to the shirt? So the shorts also were uh, submitted with a blood request. They were processed in a similar manner. Um, several stains were tested. However, two were positive for the possible presence of blood. Um, a stain located at the front left interior pocket of the pair of green shorts was forwarded for further analysis. Um, this was processed on the same June 9th date of 2021. The shorts were also additionally processed at the same time the shirt was additionally processed um, to retrieve a second stain that was uh, indicated as the possible presence of blood. 
and then the same members of the crime scene unit also process the shirt with the, their LCB testing. And I believe you still have um, item, or excuse me, exhibit 460 up there. Um, does that contain the first cutting from the pair of pants on June 8th? Yes, state's exhibit 460 contains the first cutting from the pair of shorts from June 8th, or 9th, I'm sorry. And then um, state's exhibit 461, um, what cutting, that contains cutting from the pants um, at, on July 21st, is that right? Yes, so um, state's exhibit 461 does contain the additional cuttings, so the second stain that had tested positive on the June 9th uh, processing date as well as six additional stains were indicated from the crime scene unit when they processed the pair of shorts with their LCV testing. And then what did you do with those cuttings um, once you took them? The cuttings for the shorts were prepared for DNA, DNA analysis, um, once again, cutting a small portion of the stain and coordinating it for further analysis. And I'm going to show you case 473. You can take a look at that. Prosecutor Goud then hands the witness a photograph what do you recognize that as? So this appears to be a photo of item 20.2, which is the cutting from front left interior pocket of pair of green shorts from Richard Murdoch. Savannah Gow displays the photo on the courtroom monitor so that the jury can see it. Hey, and um, Agent Wynn, if you could describe to the jurors what they're looking at in that picture. So this is the stain that was tested, um, and as you can see, I have labeled it with the sled item number, both on the physical item as well as it's contained within a manila envelope, which has the unique case number, item number, um, that it, the request was for blood, the location it was taken from, as well as that it's a cutting. Um, in addition, you can see my initials and date um, from when I prepared this for DNA analysis. Okay, and again, I'm sorry, what were the... Um, presumptive results of the testing for blood? So the presumptive results for this stain were that it was positive for the possible presence of blood. And um, we talked a little bit about the cuttings of the shirt and the shorts. Aid the jury in seeing what you actually did. I'm going to show you states 471 and 472. Prosecutor Goud hands two more photographs to Agent Wen. Do you recognize those pictures? I do recognize these pictures. Um, they are from the additional processing that occurred on the shirt. Your Honor, at this time, the state would move um, 471 and 472 in evidence. No objection. They are admitted. Takes 472. Could you kind of describe to the jurors um, what they're looking at here and point their attention to the areas in the shirt that you cut? Um, if you can see. <laughs> Again, the first of the two photographs is displayed on the courtroom monitor. So if you look in the square labeled E7, um, there is a stain that's circled. It has the item number 19.3 as well as a plus theme. That was the second stain that I had tested on the original processing date that was to be retrieved during this time of processing. Um, then you can see there are additional stains circled in blue with letter identifiers. Those were areas of staining that was identified from the crime scene unit when they processed with their LCV test. Um, each stain has the sub-item twice. That is to, um, one is to stay with the stain once I've cut it, and then one is to stay within the shirt. So in the event that you needed to know where that stain had originated, you could locate it. 
And then State's Exhibit 471. The second of the two photographs is displayed on the courtroom monitor. State's Exhibit 471 is the front of the shirt. Um, it has several areas of staining that were circled as a result of the LCV processing by the crime scene unit. And those are also areas that you cut from the shirt. Yes, so once again, I have written the sub-item numbers that they were assigned and then removed each of these stainings along the line that I've outlined um, and prepared these stains for further analysis for DNA. And you said you followed the same process regarding the pants. That is correct. All right, let's move on to State's Exhibit 419, which was um, the shoes of the defendant. Agent Wynn refers to her report as she answers Prosecutor Goud's next question. Can you tell us um, what you did with those shoes? So the shoes, which are um, described as a pair of red, yellow, and white tennis shoes from Richard Murdaugh, they had the same blood request, so I visually examined the shoes for any areas of possible blood staining and then tested those stainings. Um, two were indicated as being possibly positive for the possible presence of blood. One stain was forwarded for DNA analysis, and it was located on the left shoelace of the pair of red, yellow, and white tennis shoes. And are those cuttings um, in State's Exhibit 460 that you already have up there with you? Yes, the cutting from the shoes is contained within State's Exhibit 460. All right, Agent Wynn, we're making some good progress here. Um, State's Exhibit 226 was a blue raincoat. Again, Agent Wen refers to her report as she answers Prosecutor Goud's next question. Can you explain to the jurors what you did to process that? So the blue raincoat also had two times of processing. During the first time of processing, which occurred on October 7th of 2021, the raincoat was processed for the possible presence of blood. This was done by myself, as well as members of the crime scene unit, Lieutenant Wallace, as well as Special Agent Moore. I first performed um, presumptive testing with our blood test, and then the crime scene unit went behind and then processed with the raincoat with their LCB testing. I tested 71 stains. All 71 stains were negative for the possible presence of blood. Uh, after that, the LCB processing took place. No areas of interest were indicated um, as interpreted by the crime scene unit as being positive, and therefore, on October 7th of 2021, nothing was forwarded for DNA analysis. And why was nothing forwarded, just simply? Um, there were no stains that indicated the possible presence of blood. All right. Um, then did you go back and re-examine the raincoat? Yes, an additional request came in for the raincoat um, for ownership, once again. Ownership is a collection method for DNA um, to identify the primary wearer of an item. Okay. And how did you process that for ownership? Two sets of swabs were taken off the raincoat. The first set of swabs was identified as item 173.2, which were swabs from interior cuffs, collar, and hood, interior and exterior zipper area, zipper and zipper pull of the blue raincoat. The second set of swabs that were taken from the raincoat were identified as item 173.3, swabs from side openings, zipper area, and both interior portions of exterior pocket of the blue raincoat. Okay. I'll hand you states 462. Prosecutor Goud hands Agent Wen one last plastic evidence bag. And what are those? Are those the swabs you were just telling us about? State's Exhibit 462 are both sets of swabs that I just recently spoke about from collecting from the raincoat. And what did you do with those swabs? 
These swabs were prepared for DNA analysis and forwarded to the DNA section for further analysis. And um, Agent Wynn, when you were um, examining the raincoat did, for ownership, did you find anything on that raincoat to help with that analysis, such as um, hair or anything like that? So part of the ownership processing is to look for hair. The raincoat, there was no hair found. Did you so also notice anything about the condition of the raincoat? Yes, so um, on my evidence worksheet, which is where we document the items that we perform processing on, as well as the respective results, I also document any describing factors. So on this worksheet, in regards to the blue raincoat, I do have that the plastic seam liner was coming off throughout the item. Also, in this case, did you receive a number of buckle swabs? I did. What did you do with those um, buckle swabs when you received them? Um, so buckle swabs don't require any testing on my part. I just prepare those buckle swabs for DNA analysis. Once again, cutting a small portion off of each swab, placing it within a tube, and forwarding it for further analysis. All right, Agent Wynn, um, the state has no further questions at this time. With Prosecutor Goud concluding her direct examination of the witness, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Alex Murdoch. Please join us for our next installment as we conclude our review of the testimony of SLED agent Rachel Wen and begin our look at the testimony of SLED agent Sarah Zapata. Also check out the Crime Story podcast Night Raid wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie and Tholis. It was co-produced, written, and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio. Trial audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty.